Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode number 50. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today I am thrilled to not just have one guest, but two. I have with me today Chuck Rivers and Demetrius Brown from Inner Success Radio. Welcome, guys. I'm so thrilled you're here. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Kim. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Glad to be here. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here. And as listeners know, this is a positive productivity podcast. It's not not all about perfection, and we have definitely just gone through that. Listeners... I normally record through Skype. Skype was giving us issues this morning. So Chuck and Demetrius have been so welcoming, allowing me to come into their space and record for the first time. Well, my first time, I should say, on Google Hangouts. So this might be a new way of doing it in the future. So thank you again, (laughs) guys, for your flexibility and and everything. Sure, sure. Thanks, Kim. I would love to hear, and I'm sure the listeners would love to hear your backgrounds. And I don't know which one of you would love to go first, but I would also love to hear about Inner Success Radio. So I guess I'll, I'll hop in there first, Kim. So um, I've been podcasting now for um, for about four years. And um, one of the things that uh, actually led me into podcasting was, believe it or not, I had a speech impediment as growing up, and I still do from time to time. And for some reason, I was just one of those introverted people that it was hard to hold a conversation with somebody because I would stutter in every five minutes. So I found myself secluding myself. I went to see a speech therapist that didn't work. And so naturally, I evolved out of stuttering a lot. And one of the ways that I forced myself to do that was to actually put on a stutter podcast. So the the story with the podcast was it was originally on the air. It was just me uh, a few years ago and I took it off the air and um, Demetrius reached out to me one day and he says, Hey Chuck, what's going on with inner success radio? I was like, well, you know, I've been thinking about it, get, getting back on the air. I'm not really sure. I have all this stuff going on. And Demetrius asked me a question and I'll never forget. He asked me when would now be a good time? Literally the next day, I started the process of getting the uh, show back on the air. So um, we've been going full force since about March of, of, of this year. When would now be a good time? That is such a powerful question. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And the rest is, is really the future. And, you know, I, I, I for it's interesting when you're talking a two part question, the first one you was talking about, you know, well, how did the podcast come along? And, you know, since podcasts really started, I, I always wanted to start a podcast and I always wanted to be a, on a podcast, but I didn't know how, didn't know the technical know-hows. And, you know, Charles was the only person that I knew that, you know, personally in my phone that had one, you know, so it's just the power of, you know, collaborating and partnering and, you know, losing your ego and saying, Hey, I don't have to figure this all out. Let me reach out to somebody that I trust and, you know, value their, you know, relationship. And, you know, here we are now, you know, the flip side of that, the other question was, you know, what's my background? I'm a college graduate of Morgan State University. It took me seven years to get my four-year degree. I studied uh, economics. 
Uh, I'm the type of guy who's, you know, I've been working pretty much all my life. Started out in entrepreneurship very early, 10, 11 years old. Uh, you know, I was in the, I was the kid that was in your neighborhood knocking on your door when it was snowing outside, you know, seeing if I could, you know, shovel your, you know, your walkway, your driveway so you can get back and forth to work. I was the same kid in the fall season, you know, when the leaves were falling. I had my rake knocking on your door asking, can I, hey, can I, you know, rake your leaves? I see a dirty car in your driveway. I'm knocking on your door, walking up with my, uh, you know, bucket of water, my wash rag and my dish detergent, (laughs) you know. So as I just got a little bit older, my first job that I ever had, I was 13 years old. I got hired at a place called Johnny's Pizza in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And uh, from there, started working at almost every bank that you can think of, MBNA America, HSBC Bank, um, American Express, uh, TD Bank. Uh, you name it, name the bank. I probably worked there. Right. (laughs) And, you know, one of the last, well, the actually the last job that I ever had, uh, I was a director of sales of a a IT company in Island, New Jersey. There were 500 employees there. I was the only American working there. You talk about an incredible opportunity, talk about incredible compensation. However, what I realized at a very young age is I realized that the more money these companies were paying me, the less time they were giving me to enjoy this money. And there, at that point, I realized the power of time freedom, right? So I'm proud to say, you know, because of a a few good business decisions that I've made, most of them part-time, at the age of 28 years old, I was able to fire my boss. I'm 36 years old as of today. And, um, birthday. yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So th- yeah, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So how did the two of you meet? So we actually met while, so, so we both attended, uh, Morgan state, uh, back in 2007. Uh, I was in a parking lot waiting to get on the shuttle bus and I see this guy walk up to me. Uh, he has a, a business card and I think he asked me, you know, would you like to make some extra money working from home? And I'm like, I'm a college student. I'm like, sure, you know, I, I, I don't mind, you know, uh, you know, looking at ways to earn additional income. So, um, 2007, we started. We were in business together, in a network marketing company, and we've been in contact ever since. And even since we parted ways from working together in network marketing, we've been finding ways to connect on a project. And uh, when Demetrius reached out to me back in uh, February of this year to start the, pod- the podcast back up, we figured that was the best to connect on a project. So Demetrius, was that you with the business card? Yeah, that was me with the business card. <laughs> so you've gone from carrying shovels and so you had gone, not anymore, <laughs> from your shovels and rakes and and whatever else to business card and, and just moving on up ever since. It's, that's so fabulous. I love it. And can you teach my kids some of that, especially my older ones? Yeah, <laughs> we definitely can. And uh, on our podcast, actually, we, we a lot of what we talk about is geared towards, uh, you know, giving uh, Charles is very adamant about you know, we even had one of our podcasts. It's funny you just said that um, where he wanted to make he, he, he was very adamant about making sure that we make things very practical because a lot of the things that we've learned over the years just in life, I'm pretty sure yours is the same. We, we didn't really get that right. We, we were shown what to do, but we were never really taught it. So a lot of what you hear on the Inner Success Radio podcast, it's really just us 
really kind of just talking to our younger selves, like talking like, you know, what we would have liked to know at that age and making it very simple, practical and not over the top. So outside of our podcast, if you your children, not sure how old they are, but if your children need anything, they can always feel free to email us or you have our numbers. You know, they can give us a call. And I'm pretty sure Charles is open to that as well. Yeah, for sure. I was telling Charles before before you joined, Demetrius, I actually have five. Together with my husband, we have seven kids. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, my oldest is 14 and the next oldest is 11. And the, my five are the ones that live with us all. The two oldest are only here part-time. But um, they, when winter hit, this past winter, it had enough snow for me here in Dayton, Ohio. And the boys would go out and try to get people to, to hire them and they would look out. They, I think they got maybe one or two driveways to do and they were thrilled with that. Nice. <laughs> home, cash in with mom and said, can I use your debit card and buy a video game? You know, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, no, I actually had similar roots. I mean, I was out there. I drove my mom crazy. I know I did. I got back in the day when you could get your Red Cross babysitting certificate at 12. <laughs> I don't think you can do it at 12 anymore. I don't know that I would trust even my 14-year-old babysit. <laughs> but yeah, I was out there and I remember my first babysitting jobs, like the parents or the parent just didn't come home until about five o'clock in the morning. And I was 12 there watching the kids who, yes, had been put to bed. I knew better than that. But then I, I had a paper route at the same time. So mom got up because she wouldn't let me go out by myself. And we were out there at five o'clock every morning delivering papers. And that was fun too. And it, it got started really early. But as I became an adult, I'm still not an adult. I might be late 30s, but I still don't consider myself an adult. Um, there's still plenty more to learn, as I'm sure you two both know. But as I became an adult and graduated college myself, I never saw myself taking the entrepreneurial path. And it's been an exciting one when it actually got started. I was like, yeah, and just to come on that, uh, Kim, what's interesting is that, you know, we, we as Demetrius said, you know, we, we've had several guests on in the past, and that's one of the questions we ask, you know, how did you become an entrepreneur? You know, how did a person get to where they are? And a common trend was that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, well, I wouldn't say born with entrepreneurial bug, but it's one of those things where we just get bit by this entrepreneurial bug. Right. For, for example, you and Demetrius growing up, you guys you know, had it had it somewhat growing up. But then as we get, become older, teenagers and adults, we get bit again. Right. It's like, oh, I, I know I need to go into entrepreneurship. So it's very interesting uh, that, that you said that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when I took the final leap into entrepreneurship, it unlike a lot of people who have a passion and they know they want to follow it, my husband and I just honestly had a need for more money than we were currently making. We were each affected by the downturn of the economy in 2008. And I got my degree in interior architecture and I'm in Ohio, which isn't exactly the interior design mecca <laughs> of, <Yeah>. of <laughs> the country by far. So I rolled burritos at Chipotle. I was an administrative assistant at Honda. And finally, I just looked at my options. It was working third shift at a gas station or going out for freelance work. And I knew which one I wanted to do, but if I had to do the other, I would. So yeah, it, it's been a fun, amazing ride and I wouldn't change any of it though. It's been absolutely amazing. 
So awesome. tell listeners, please, about Inner Success Radio and and your why over there. I'd love to hear more, and I'm sure they would too. So um, the, the the major theme of Inner Success Radio, there's, there's three topics that we focus on when we bring a guest on. It's wealth, health, or inspiration. Um, and the, the why for the podcast is because you know, there's a lot of negativity that's out there, right? If you open up Facebook, you scroll through your feed, you're, you're looking at some police shooting, you're looking at, um, especially the past several months, the, the political stuff and the, the negatives about Donald Trump and the negatives about Hillary Clinton. It's just a lot of negativity out there. So, and then and the why for the podcast is specifically geared to offset some of that negativity and, you know, what, what better way than to do that through, through podcasting, you know, podcasting is, is going to be the new wave of, of how people consume information. Um, you know, they're going to be there. The smart cars that are coming out in the future are going to have podcast apps within them. Um, and I think so it was, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really, really amazing. Like, and what's, what's even more scarier, Kim, is that ways that a lot of people don't know what a podcast is. I think the poll right now is anywhere between 30 and 40% of the population knows what a podcast is. So once these apps start getting into these cars and people start their car, oh, what's a podcast? Let me listen to the pod. Let me press on the podcast. And bam, you, you can listen to pretty much on demand anything you want to listen to. So positive message out there, plus with the getting in at the, at the opportune time to take advantage of this opportunity um, was the, the reason why uh, Inner Success Radio was on the air. Listeners, if you're in your car, Public service announcement. Please don't text and drive. Yeah, do not. <laughs> do not. Uh, but you I don't care if you're at a red light. You can definitely switch back and forth between positive productivity and inner success radio. That would be awesome. Be sure to leave your ratings and reviews on both, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> I just had to put that in there. <laughs> um, so, as you've been on your podcasting journey, what have been, and even your own professional journeys, what have been your paths individually as far as keeping a positive and productive daily life? And I do want to touch back on what you were saying, Chuck, about the negativity <laughs> that you can see on Facebook and on social media. Like right now, I'm in general avoiding the main timeline when I go into Facebook because I don't want to see it. Yeah. But what do you yeah. two do to live a more positive and productive life? Well, to live a positive, uh, productive life. That's a really good question. What do I do? Um, all right, I'll throw myself out there. I, I, I don't even think most people know this, but I've been in a relationship uh, with my lady for a little while now. And, you know, like every other relationship, you know, there's ups and there's downs. Right. We're talking about personal productivity. What do I do? Right. And the example that I'm going to give you, it's just a it's an example of everything else in my life. But this is the most recent thing that I'm doing that's new and I'm trying. A lot of times people say, you know, people have a bad look on therapy. People have a bad look on counseling. They only they only want to go to therapy and counseling when, you know, it's really bad and it's the last resort. So my parents actually, uh, you know, they said, you know, well, we know both of you guys. What, what do you think we start connecting once a week? And, you know, we start holding each other accountable as far as counseling, right? Towards maybe getting married one day. And I was totally against this for most of my life, right? 
But what I realize, and I keep saying this even on our podcast, like Augmandino, he, he says the three most powerful words in the world is ask for help. Now, in this particular case, I didn't really ask for help, but I accepted the help when it was there. And we've been doing it for a few weeks now. And what I've realized is that when you get other people involved in the process, whatever it is, whether it's your relationship, your business or your life, when you get other people involved and in my business, we say things like, hey, if you have a goal, tell it to as many people as you know. Right. Tell as many people as you know, if you have a goal or you're going for a promotion, we challenge people to say, tell it to everybody that, you know, so personal productivity for me, what do I do? The same thing I'm talking about with this, you know, relationship counseling or, you know, marriage counseling or therapy, whatever the case is. I try to do that in almost every aspect of my life. And I try to do it before it's a last resort. And I think that's really big, whether you're talking about entrepreneurs, uh, relationships or life. I don't know you guys take on that, but that is what personal productivity means for me. Being open for help. Oh, I Um, absolutely agree. Yeah, I, I agree too. And 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 for me, Kim, uh, is one of the things that I I do is I try to simplify my life. You know, I, I try to simplify all aspects of of my life. So what that looks like practically is you know, I, instead of having you know four or five emails, I, I have one or two. Right? Instead of instead of trying to manage three or four different calendars, I, I may have one, uh, two, two two at the most. Um, even down to the apps and the way I have my apps on my iPhone organized, uh, it's all I have like a one. Uh, I had to have everything on one page, and it's if and for me, it's I think there's another podcast out there called the, the the Minimalist, and they I think that the whole theory of the podcast or the whole thing of the podcast is you know what what can you do to live a life with as less stuff as possible. Right. And we're not just talking about physical stuff, mental stuff as well. We, we had a lady on who was a um, I can't remember her name. She was a her 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 niche was decluttering, but it wasn't just physical decluttering. She also talked about emotional decluttering and also spiritual decluttering, mental decluttering. And episodes really stuck with me because if, if, if we look at our lives, right, if we look around in our lives and we are looking at the different aspects of our lives, we can realize there's a lot of stuff that we can eliminate and still be just as impactful and just as, as productive or that we thin ourselves out with different projects. Uh, the more we thin ourselves out with, with, if we're reading like six or seven books at the same time, if we just circle back and just realize, okay, let me just put all my energy and focus on this one thing as in that, in the a very amazing book. The one thing talks about, you know, what's the one thing that I can do right now that'll make everything else easier. So take on, on personal productivity. I actually just got finished recording an episode with Chris Worth from No Quit Living. That episode listeners won't be out until January of 2017. Um, However, we were talking about the fact that we both are really trying to cut our active books that we're reading down to one or two. And for us, it's for us both. It's a challenge. I think I'm reading three or four right now. And I'm really (laughs) trying that when I finish one book, not to pick up another because I really do want to get it down to one or two. And you're so right. Like the minimalist, I've listened to that as well. And Mental decluttering and physical decluttering are both so important. Actually, just this week, I finally, despite my husband not wanting me to by myself, (laughs) 
my husband is very much a, uh, he doesn't like me to do physical labor. He says it's a man's job, but I had this bookshelf in my office and it was actually the last piece of furniture remaining from my previous marriage. And I just wanted it gone because it did have physical clutter as far as I was concerned and mental clutter. Yeah. But I was finished seeing it. So I took everything off. I wanted, I, I cannot deny that all that clutter that was on that clutter <laughs> is now somewhere else waiting to be taken care of. But the instant I got rid of it, it freed up so much space, not just physically, but mentally in my office because I don't have to look at it and think about it anymore. I don't know if you can hear me. I keep on turning to look at it and it's not there. (laughs) (laughs) Are there, what type of daily routine that you both have in your lives? Do you have a daily routine? Are you trying to have a daily routine? I have a good, uh, I have a, you know, nice daily routine. Um, some of it fluctuates. Uh, some of it uh, is stronger. Some of it is weaker. Uh, but the core things that I really do, uh, I got to make sure that I do each morning is I got to at least pray and I have to put some type of personal development into my head. Like I'll never, I guess a big one, a lot of people really gain love when I say this and they can't even fathom it. Uh, but before I turn on any social media, right? Any social media at all. Before I check my emails, before I check my text messages, I'm either reading a chapter or two out of a book, or I'm listening to some type of personal development. uh, And then I get into whatever else the world has for me that day. So I have other things that I do as well, but those are really just the core things that I would love for everybody to really consider for themselves is get your mind right first, uh, Les Brown, you know, he put the forward on my silver dollar ebook. You know, he's really passionate about, you know, he, he, he tells us like the first, I think it's like the first seven or 15 minutes as soon as you open your eyes is when your brain is most impressionable, right? The, it, as soon as you open up your eyes, right? Your consciousness is really dictated by what you do first. So I'm really big on that as I've heard him say that over the years. And, you know, if you guys want something out of my daily routine, just, you know, before you get into the world, uh, check yourself first. Absolutely. And I actually just finished a miracle morning reading it. It's a book by Hal Elrod. I just finished reading it this week. And he talks about that very same thing, getting up and starting your day, getting yourself first and getting your mindset first. And I love how you said starting with prayer too. Yep. I got to get on my knees and uh, whether I'm in the shower, uh, if I'm right next to my bed, I got to get, get down on my knees and, you know, just be thankful, uh, ask for forgiveness uh, and just really plan out my day through prayer, get my opportunity to really speak to God. I actually start my day with a serenity prayer. I haven't, I, I know often it's affiliated maybe unfairly uh, with, Um, AA. However, I think it's a good prayer for anybody who's looking for one. We can't control everything. So nice. Yeah. What about you, Demetrius? What type of daily routine, if any, do you have? Uh, so yes, yeah, so that's that was Demetrius. Uh, this is Chuck. Yes, yeah, so oh, that was I'm Demetrius. Sorry. That answer. Yeah, no, that's fine. We're brothers. That's fine. Um, yeah, we are. Yeah, that's D one. Yeah. I'm D two. <laughs> um. So it's funny that you mentioned the Miracle Morning, Kim, because I was actually going to reference the Miracle Morning. I read that uh, sometime last year. It took a little while for me to that morning routine that he talks about. And I don't do it in the exact order 
uh, that, 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 that hell talks about it. But, um, first thing when I get up in the morning, I have a subliminal tape that I, I listen to. It's about 10 minutes long. And then right after that, I'll do, I'll meditate for about five minutes. And uh, I'm into some of the uh, Eastern practices as far as like energy exercises. So I'll, I'll do this neck practice. Um, and pretty much what it is, this is like a flexibility exercise where it gets my, my, my neck loose and my, my, my spine flexible. So I can think clearly throughout the day. Um, and then I'll usually journal. Um, I, 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 Pat Flynn, he was giving away copies of the five minute journal and I, I took advantage of that. So I, I, I try and journal that every morning. And then I usually end with like 10 or 15 minutes of, of reading. Do I do it every day? No, but I, I try to do it at least a few times a week. Uh, so that way my, my day is starting out right. And it really does make a difference. You know, Demetrius, like Demetrius said, you know, once we first thing we wake up, you know, that's when our minds are, are most impressionable. A lot of people like to cut on the news first thing they wake up. That's the, that's the worst thing anybody can do is cut on the news Right after they wake up in the morning and even going, going to sleep, listening to news. I, I just, I just can't. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm adverse to watching that. I really, I get my news through either if I'm on social media or through uh, somebody else. Oh, did you hear about, no, I didn't hear about it. Then I'll go and do minimal research. I won't look into it too much, but I'll just try and go verify that what they told me is accurate. Oh, I am the exact same way. I figure if I am, if I need to hear about it, I will. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I will avoid the news. How, Chuck, has your, I know you don't do it every day, but I do have to ask, how hard of a journey was it for you to actually get the Miracle Morning started? Because my, even though I finished the book and even though I'm trying to implement steps and mm-hmm. even in the Facebook group for the Miracle Morning, they talk about how it's so great to do the whole thing. My hardest part, is honestly just getting out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. But when that alarm clock goes off, it's just so hard some mornings. Mm. And I really do. Yeah. I do want to get out of bed and get jump started. Um, what me um, was the fact that I, I had to, I, I think it goes back to identifying the why, you know, when, when we, talk about goal setting we're talking about vision entrepreneurship or if we're looking at changing any area of our life right we we have to talk about why we actually had a guy on um uh yesterday we interviewed and he we asked him you know he was in the entertainment business helping entertainers promote their business with marketing and pr work and all that other good jazz and we asked him you know like what's the most important thing when you're working with your clients that, that you help them develop. He said, I help them develop their why, their vision, because if you, without a why, without a vision, the people perish. So for me, um, it was just in, right? The research shows that the, the people who have morning routines are more prone to living successful lives than those who aren't, right? Now, people, now we're not saying that people who don't have morning routines are not successful. We're just saying that statistically, the people who have morning routines usually tend to be more successful. So, it was that coupled with looking at my current situation, like, okay, well, man, I'm, I'm not satisfied where I am. Right. And the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So I was like, okay, let me just give this morning, this, this miracle morning thing a try and reminding myself and allowing myself to know that, Hey, it doesn't have to be perfect. And I don't have to do it for a whole hour in the morning. Right. If I did start it out slowly, I do, two minutes of meditation, three minutes of meditation, um, you know, do like a minute of affirmations, you know, read two pages of a good book. Right. So if you start small 
I think you'll be more inclined to, oh, okay, it's only, only going to take me 15 minutes to go through this whole thing. And then that, and so that, that's how I, I got the ball rolling. Um, and one of the things that I always tell Kim people is like when it comes to, because I'm really big on meditation and a lot of people think they have to start out meditating for an hour or two. I was like, no, if you meditate for even two or three minutes, eventually that's going to build up. If you do it consistently every day, if you can just get up in the morning and commit two minutes to meditation, eventually you'll get up to five to 10 to 15 and to, to a half an hour to an hour if that's your goal. But I think the, the core of it can, is starting out very small. That's a really great point because a lot of people talk about how they have used their miracle morning to start getting up at 4.30 and 5.30. And I don't need to do that. I think you've just inspired me to start again tomorrow. I can get up <laughs> 5, 10, 15 minutes earlier than I did today. It doesn't yeah. need to be two, three, four hours earlier than I did today. Maybe it's never that much earlier. Hey, I like to work late. Yeah. But getting up five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes earlier to fit that daily practice in, whatever it is, those are those little steps like you were just talking about. Going back to yeah. your why, we've already talked about the why of Inner Success Radio. What are your individual whys? My, my individual why is, uh, like you're talking about like what drives me to do what I do every single day. Yeah. Uh, well I've had some, uh, really incredible people. Like I'm standing on the shoulder of a lot of giants, uh, maybe not monetarily. Um, you know, my parents are doing extremely well. Uh, however, to this day, uh, my family is not the type of family where, you know, you're, we've been left behind things, right? Like some of my friends, uh, you know, just growing up, their grandparents put them in the will, they left them a house, they paid for their college. And it, you know, it kind of went down like a generational cycle. And the one thing that I noticed about my particular family uh, generation, which is a fact, whether we like it or we don't, is that we've never been left behind anything. Right. We we never like if, if life is on a scale from zero to 100. Right. Most of our generations were starting pretty much at zero. Right. So and if it, it, I, basically I, I want to break this generational cycle. And I know that breaking a generational cycle is not something simple. I know a lot of the people in my family who came before me have set out to do that. However, they weren't able to. Right. So for me, my why and, you know, the ultimate goal is obviously I want to, you know, be the person that takes the industry of personal development mainstream. I want to commercialize personal development. So really what is really driving me is that, you know, if I don't make these adjustments, if somebody in my family doesn't make these adjustments, if somebody in my family doesn't make these sacrifices, look at what's going to happen to these the, the kids. I mean, I, not every kid that's going to come through my family has the ambition as wired like me to just want to do something. What about our kids that that's going to come through my family generation that, you know, maybe they have autism or maybe they have some type of mental, uh, you know, mental diagnosis. Right. What are we going to do then? What, what, what are they going to be able to rely on? Right. So this drives me. And it pushes me to do everything that I do every single morning, even though a lot of my family doesn't understand the, the, the determination and the, you know, the, the discipline that it really takes to pull this off. I still do it anyway. And it's not even a second thought to me. 
right? It's, it's, it's not even a second thought to me that I have to put something into this every single day. Maybe some of the things, if I look through my family generation, you know, a lot of them, although they were great people and did great things, they took days off. Right. And for somebody to set a different standard for our family, it's going to be somebody that can't take any days or weeks or months off. And that's me. And I just give all to God uh, to be the glory. Right. For it's tiring. It's a struggle. Uh, You get questioned. You get ridiculed. But at the end of the day, I want my picture to be on my grandchildren's, my cousins, my great cousins. I want my picture to be on the family wall like the Rockefellers. Right. The Rockefellers, you go on any one of their family members, you got John Rockefeller's picture right there. Was he always available? Did he do things a little unorthodox? Absolutely. But he gave them an opportunity for generations to generations to generations for them to have something to stand on. So that's my why. And, uh, you know, the ultimate goal of commercializing personal development, it will come to be. Wow. To your why. That is so powerful. I love it. And, and, and mine is, is similar to uh, Demetrius as well. You know, I, uh, you know, growing up, I, I, I didn't grow up in the most ideal, you know, situation. Although I was never homeless, um, we moved about seven to eight times in a matter of 10 years. Um, I'm a single mom. Well, I mean, my stepdad was in the house, but he he pretty much wasn't contributing that much. So single mom, five kids. And, you know, seeing her struggle throughout the years, working double, triple shifts and, you know, us barely making uh, making ends meet uh, and experiencing that and looking at or knowing what I know now. Um, I, I, one of the words that we throw around on, on our, our podcast, Kim, is legacy. You know, what type of legacy do we want to leave when, when our time is up? Um, I, I listen to Dave Ramsey a lot and he, he talks about changing your family tree. And that's what I want to do. Right. It, it, and it's not just about money. Uh, it's more so about fulfilling one's potential, uh, you know, doing the things that we know we're capable of doing. And if I were to have children, you know, I, I want them to to know that, hey, dad, you know, potential dad went out there and gave 100 percent every single time, every single day. And that's a, that makes a huge, huge impact. Right. Because when we're talking about generations of generations, generations for a particular uh, for, for your for your children and your children's children, typically they're going to live up to it or if not surpass that. The guy is a guy named Eric Thomas. Uh, he's, he's a motivational speaker, author, PhD, and he he was the first one to graduate in high school. And then he went on to get his master's and to his PhD and he put the pressure on his son. He had a son. He said, Hey son, we're, we're not going to, no, I'm sorry. No, no. So Eric Thomas didn't, he got his GED and then he went to get his master's, but he pushed his son to say, son, you can be the first person in our family to graduate high school. And he pushed his son and his son graduated high school. So he set the bar for his family now. So now his son's children, are going to go higher than that. So for me, uh, Kim, again, it's, it's going back to legacy. You know, what type of legacy do I want to leave when my time is up? You know, when you hear the name Chuck Rivers or Charles Rivers, you know, what did he stand for? Um, I wanted to be something positive. You know, I wanted to be, he made an impact in, in my life. He helped me get out of debt. He helped me realize my true potential. He helped me overcome the limiting beliefs that I have because I'll, I'll throw this out there, Kim, being transparent. You know, I have um, a couple of health challenges. I have one, I have a skin condition that's called neurofibromatosis and it's where tumors attach themselves 
to the nervous system and they appear on the skin. So if I'm out and about, you know, I'm getting stared at. People are talking about me, especially little kids staring. So it gets uncomfortable. The second thing is I have, I also have epilepsy. So I'm, you know, making sure I'm, I have to manage that, making sure I get enough sleep and get enough rest. That to say this is because, you know, even with those two things, I could use those as excuses to not do a podcast or not to pursue entrepreneurship. But what purpose would it serve me, right? I have to look beyond my situation and say, hey, Charles, this is bigger than you, right? You're, you're here to, to, to leave a message for other people who may not have the things that you have, but they're still making the same excuses. So if you're looking at somebody, well, what excuse do you have? So that's my why is, uh, Campanos jumbled everywhere. <laughs> no, I love it. It's so absolutely powerful. I haven't really shared much about it, but my, my husband came from a family that nobody had gone through college and he himself actually dropped out of high school. Um, after he and his high school girlfriend got pregnant, he had to go to work. He later on nine twelve actually enlisted into the air force, but he had to get his GED in order to do that. And then not until they were in their thirties, both he and his sister both went and got their college degrees at the same time, becoming the first two in the family to, ever graduate or go to college. So as far as the Sutton line goes, he has started that legacy and it's just so outstanding. But backing up from that a bit, I mean, growing up, he lived with his mom for a bit and he would see drugs going in and out of the house. He would be dropped off places while she was doing drug deals or picking up and he would be with strangers and he could have easily kept up that same family line. He could have easily followed the same lifestyle, but he decided, no, that's not for me. And it's our responsibility to do that for our future generations. And I love how you both are embracing that and moving forward to create your own legacy and make it a phenomenal one. That is so amazing. I love it. Thanks. Thanks, Kim. I want to thank you both for being here today. Where can listeners find you, both Chuck and Demetrius individually, and also your your podcast and inner success radio. Um, so they can go to, so we're, of course we're on Facebook at inner success radio. They, um, they can head over there, um, drop us a comment. You know, we're very active on, on Facebook. Um, then go to the website, inner success radio.com. Um, we're also on Instagram at inner success radio and Twitter. The Twitter handle is inner success RAD. We couldn't get the whole radio thing in there. So it's inner success RAD. Um, and also we're, uh, and this is interesting. Um, Demetrius, do you want to tell Kim about the um, experience you had in the cab city? Wait, in the cabs? Uh, in the Uber. Remember you were talking oh, about the yeah, podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, uh, I was heading uh, to a flight and I was in an Uber and this young lady, she was, um, you know, she's a singer in the UK and she has music and all of that. So I was like, uh, you know, I was feeling kind of different. Like, oh man, she's really got it going on. And I told her, hey, yeah, we got this podcast, Inner Success Radio. And when I said, like, she was just like kind of normal, like, oh, just another guy with a podcast, right? And when I said, yeah, we're available on iHeartRadio, she said, you're on iHeartRadio and her whole posture and her whole uh, look at us and, you know, our podcast just went up to like a 10. So, uh, you know, I'm still excited about the iHeartRadio. Every time I think about that moment, it's just like, wow, 
people may not know what a podcast is, but they know iHeartRadio. So if any of your listeners are on iHeart, uh, yeah, they could definitely check us out right there. And it's Success Radio on uh, iHeart. Fabulous. Yes, definitely. And-, and I just want, can I just share one last thing? Oh, please. All right. I, I was just, I was watching it. You guys ever seen the movie Alive? Yes. Uh, is that the airplane crash? Yeah, that's yes. the airplane yeah. crash. Yep. Listen, we're talking about personal productivity, positive productivity. There's this one part in this movie that I absolutely love. I love the movie. While most people think of the movie as, oh, that's that movie where they're eating people. Or that's the movie, whatever. Right. I, I, I look at that movie. You're like, I'm, I'm fascinated by the way they survived. Right. And if, if we if we remember the movie, if we recall. Right. And if you can't recall it, go watch it again. Right. This this part in this movie is so incredibly important to positive productivity. Right. And I just threw it on my Instagram page, a clip of it. Right. He, there was a part when he says, I have great news, guys. He, he huddles everybody up. All the remaining survivors at that point, he says, all right, everybody huddle up. I got some great news. He said, the rescue team is not coming to save us. The search is off. And everybody's looking at him like, what do you mean that's great news? Eddie, what do you mean? And they start arguing. And like, what do you mean this is great news? They're not coming to save us. And when we think about positive productivity, right? Productivity is way different than anything else. Productivity is progress, little by little. Something is always happening, little by little, little by little, right? And in that moment of that movie Alive, if you pay attention close enough, and it's a true story, when the moment when he said, I got great news, nobody is coming to save us. That is when they started being resourceful. That's when all the cream came to the top, right? That's when they started figuring out new ways because when they thought the rescue team was coming for them, they was having a good time. They was not portioning the food. They was drinking all the liquids. But guess what? When he came in with the great news, that nobody was coming to save them. They started to really tap in to the power of what a human being can do when they're focused on a common goal. So if you, for you, positive productivity, just at worst case scenario, just cons- even if it's not true for you, just work every single day and do something every single day to whatever you're working on as if nobody was going to help you. You know, I find that really interesting because there's also... Outside of Alive, there's also a story that I hear once in a while a while about a man who is stuck in a flood and he's on top of his house and people keep on coming by and they're like, uh, do you need help? And he keeps on saying, no, God's going to send help. And he keeps on praying. And another person comes by and he says the same thing. And another person comes by and finally he looks up to the sky and shouts, God, why aren't you helping me? And God booms down at him. I've sent three to four tries to help you, you dummy. (laughs) (laughs) Positive productivity. You've got to take the action. I mean, the gifts are out there. You just got to open up your eyes and see them and act on them when they show themselves. That's awesome. Thank you so much again. All these links and books and all the great resources that we've talked about will be in the show notes. You can find the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP050. Guys, you're my 50th episode. That's huge. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. That is Thank so awesome. you. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize. I, I just looked at my spreadsheet and I saw that you are number 50. That is so huge. And I couldn't imagine it being any better. So Thank you so much. 
Thanks and for having us. Again, that is thekimsutton.com forward slash PP050. And if you haven't already gone over to Inner Success Radio on iHeartRadio or on iTunes, I definitely recommend subscribing today. Thank you so much, guys. Hey there, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and were inspired, I would love to hear your feedback. Please take a moment or two and visit the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or on my website at thekimsutton.com to leave your rating or review. I'd also like to invite you to join the Positive Productivity Book Club and to find out more about my coaching packages by visiting thekimsutton.com. Until the next episode, I hope you have a positive and productive day.